Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all record some version of the arrest of the Lord, but Mark's account offers something not found in any other account. This is Mark 14, verses 50 through 53. And they all forsook him and fled. And there followed him a certain young man, having a linen cloth cast about his naked body. And the young men laid hold on him, and he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. And they led Jesus away to the high priest, and with him were assembled all the chief priests and elders and scribes. Now, if you remove the two middle verses from that quotation, you get the same picture painted across all four gospel records. Basically, Jesus is arrested, his disciples abandon him, and the Lord is led away to the high priest for his sham of a trial to begin. But Mark adds this idea that someone else was there. This man followed the Lord, wearing only a linen cloth over his otherwise naked flesh. Now, considering that the Lord was arrested in the dead of night, I think it's reasonable to assume this man had not been following the Lord from the upper room, where he'd just been taking his last supper and so forth, but instead perhaps noticed the Lord and his disciples out and about in Jerusalem late at night, and maybe out of curiosity, decided to follow them to see where this was going. Now, that's purely speculation on my part. All we have to go on is what Mark tells us. Then, when the arrests start being made and all the disciples scatter, this man gets caught up in the hysteria and has his clothing ripped from his body. Now, if you're wondering how that is even possible, you should remember that the linen cloth he was wearing is something like a nightgown. It's like one piece that you kind of hang over your body. Uh, and try, try to imagine Ebenezer Scrooge when the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future come to see him, what he's wearing in all the depictions. It's like a just a one-piece long gown thing with little buttons on top. Now, if someone gets a handful of that garment and you are desperately running in the opposite direction, it is very plausible that the garment will stay and the rest of you will go. And that's what happened here. The man, now naked, flees from the soldiers along with the rest of the disciples. But who is this guy? Why does Mark write this? Why does the Holy Spirit decide it's necessary for us to know this? And I don't really know. I'm at a loss here. I said all we have is what Mark tells us, and I can tell you the prevailing theory. The prevailing theory is that this is Mark himself. The man in question is the writer of the book, and this is his way of subtly introducing us to himself in the text. And now he would not be the first Bible writer to do that and to write about himself in the third person. The Apostle John who wrote his own gospel account, regularly refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved, and just instead of using a first-person pronoun. But that said, there, there is no specific evidence that this man is Mark himself. So whoever this guy is, I'm glad he's mentioned in the text. It doesn't really matter to me that he was fleeing the scene naked. That part is irrelevant. But I am reminded of something when I read that he fled the scene. Already in Mark's account, we've read how Judas betrayed the Lord. And after that, we read how the rest of the disciples betrayed the Lord by fleeing him. And likewise, we read how the religious leadership of the Lord's nation betrayed him. Everyone is betraying him left and right. And now we're given a sneak peek at the common man, the regular folks, the unnamed people who litter the streets of Jerusalem at all hours of the day and night. Who is this guy? It doesn't matter. He's nobody. He's everybody. He's just a person. And even he was so desperate to run away and avoid being arrested with Jesus that he flees the scene butt naked. This guy, whoever he was, cast his lot in with the rest, conceding to all that he was too weak and too cowardly and, like the others, refused to be arrested and potentially die with the Lord. Like the others, 
he too betrayed Jesus, choosing to care more about his own life than the life of his Lord. I'm glad I read about him here, and I'm glad that I'm not given his name so that I can insert my own in his place. This man is me. He is you. He's all of us. Because at one time or another, we've all been Judas. Judas.